Shut up and sit down. Hello, everybody. It is a brand new week. It's the dawn of a beautiful week here in this beautiful world. It is episode 205 of Third Shift. Matt is laughing. He's laughing for no real reason, folks. I'm telling you, it's been a fantastic week. No. It's a great world. No. (laughs) I laugh because, no, peel back the curtain. We just ranted for half an hour. Maybe like maybe forty minutes about how awful this week was. A show starts up and Eric goes, "Hey everybody! Wow, welcome to Sunshine of Rainbow Land!" Gosh darn you! That's Eric. right. Hey, that's what we do. Woohoo! That's <laughs> <laughs> part of the gimmick. It's part of the show. True. So, and I'm going to continue on with it. And I am one of your hosts, the light bearer, the light bringer, and that's see, that's my job, Matt. I bring the light. That's you know true. what? No matter that's how true. dark the room is, I'm going to bring that light, and we're going to make it through. We're going to be all right. It's like you say, I'm a motivational speaker too. That's right. Y'all need to pay me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People need to just send me that cash. Bling, 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 bling. And with me today is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt. And today we're going to put together a little show for you. We're going to have a little bit of fun and we're going to get through this beautiful, wonderful week by saying how your week was. Matt, how's your week? <laughs> well, you know how my week was, but what the people don't know is that well, you should have because you should have followed me at twitter.com slash therealdocfunky. You would know I was quarantined for two days because of a COVID thing. So I sat there all days playing Ghost of Tsushima, just having a great time, killing people, shooting my bow, stabbing people with my knife, hacking them up with my sword, running through the glorious landscape, finding cool things, exploring, having just a just a wonderful time in ancient Japan because the real world sucks. Another place that I have fun times in is Animal Crossing New Horizons. I go to a secluded island with all my best animal friends, and I hang out, and everything's bright and colorful and cheery, and everybody loves me. And they go, wow, Matt, it's so great to see you today. Just like no person that I ever have known in my entire life. Animal Crossing, Ghost of Tsushima, and then I've been playing this cool game, guys. It's called uh, it's called Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout. I'm going to tell you more about it later in the episode. So, Eric, my good friend, how was your week? Well, as you said, this week was crazy, chaotic, bananas. But you know what? It doesn't matter because the end of the week draws near. Video games have been played and will be played. Camping trips await me next week, all next week, everybody. I'll be in the great Grand Haven, living the Grand Haven life. What's that mean for next week's episode? Who knows? Who knows? I know. Because I won't be around. I know. <laughs> But, hey, that doesn't matter. Because this last week we did play some games. Like Matt was saying, I also was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Whole bunch of that. Loving it. In love with it. Always will be. It's a fascinating, great game. I got way more to do in it. I feel like it's the gift that keeps on giving. And I just want to give a shout out to, you know, Yuna. You're, you're, you're awesome. I'm sad that our quest together is over. I hope there's some more that I don't know about yet, like including the main story, which I'm assuming there is, since she's going to help me, of course, get to the you know the end of it. I, I assume. So hopefully there is. We'll see. <sighs> and of course, was playing some World of Warcraft, getting in there, leveling up, having a good time, popping on the Discord with the families and friends. Still, it's just incredible to me how hard it is to get anybody to like get on at the same time to do anything anymore. Yeah. It used to be something you just did. It was like a natural thing. Everybody was always there. Everybody was always on. Now I'm like, hey, you think you'll be on? I don't know. Well, I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Nobody's on. Oh, gee. <laughs> surprise, surprise. It didn't work out like it ever does. Uh-huh. So we've been doing a little bit of that, but me and the father-in-law have definitely been you know, grinding and having some good times here and there. 
pop it on for a bit. And that's about it. That's my week. That's what I've done. That's where I'm at in this world. That's what you did this week, but coming up through next week and whenever you can actually get internet for your PS4, you're going to be playing with me. We're going to be playing Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I teased it earlier in the episode. It came out this week, the 4th of August, for PC and PS4. So you can find it on the Steam. You can find it on the PSN. And you can, and if you got PS Plus, you get it for free this month. It's free. It came out for free. I can't explain how awesome that is because I've been looking forward to this game for a long time. If you've been listening to the show forever, I think it was like the past E3 when E3 actually happened. They teased Fall Guys, and I went, that's a game I'm going to play. And basically what this is, it's a... It's, I would almost say it's a battle royale style game, but the the premise of the game it's basically a an obstacle course TV show. Think of something you know American style like Wipeout or the new Cannonball show. The closest correlation is Takeshi's Castle, which you might remember from Most Extreme Elimination Challenge on Spike TV way back in the day. But sixty players or less, depending on how many are in your server. You're going up against big obstacle courses. It's framed around like a show. You're on this show. You're going to play a show, and then each event is an obstacle course of a different sort. So you're running through. There's ones with little like little spinny bars you got to jump over, or they knock you off the side. There's ones with like moving walls. There's gates that come up and down. There's you get, you're standing on tiles, and it shows you this one's an apple, and this one's a banana. And then there's screens around that tick down a timer. And then it says, "Hey, banana!" So you got to be on the banana tiles because everything else disappears. You know, it's it's simple stuff. It's easy stuff. Anybody can pick up and play Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and it's just a lot of fun. It's silly, dumb, goofy fun. The only issue that I have with it is, you know, you're playing like these little jelly bean men, so it's not like exact platforming or anything, and everybody has collision physics with everyone else. So you could be doing great, but if you're in a big wad of like 20 dudes and they're all falling over themselves, your little dude's going to start tripping and stumbling and fumbling and bumbling. Uh-huh. So sometimes it can be a little irritating, but it's still such silly fun that even when I lose and, you know, if only 20 people can qualify for this event and I don't make the top 20, it's not a big deal because I had fun. I ran around. I did some jumping. I watched these dudes get knocked off into oblivion like crazy fools. And then it's just as easy as you go to the reward screen, boop, 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 you get your experience, you get your your kudos, the little coins that you can spend in the store to unlock customization stuff. You can get new colors, new patterns, new like upper and lower outfit pieces. And then as soon as that's done, you get all your stuff, boop, you just hit X and you dive right back in. There are a couple frustrating events when you're put on like a team. You know, otherwise, if you're just running through an obstacle course, you can control what you do. But there's games like uh, Fall Ball, which is essentially Rocket League or Lucio Ball with teams of these little jelly bean men. So if your team sucks, it's a little frustrating. But again, you lose, you start back over. It's nice and fast and easy. Whenever I do get frustrated, I hit X to jump back in again, and then I'm having fun the next time. And then, boom, just today as we're recording this, I got my first victory. I was the, I was the ace of the show. I was the king. I got grabbed the crown at the end. Boom, Matt's a winner, it said. Matt is the greatest human who's ever lived. And then it went, uh, couldn't get the reward data from the servers. So next time you log in, you'll get it. And to be fair, I did. But Fall Guys (laughs) has been blowing up. It's blowing up on Twitch. Their servers have been like overrun and overwhelmed the last two days. But it's it's starting to smooth out. I got at least four or five matches just like real quick today. So definitely check it out, especially if you got PS Plus. It's free for you. Download it now. If you got Steam, it's only 20 bucks. If you don't have PS Plus, again, it's only 20 bucks. 
Just get it. Developed by Mediatonic. Published by Devolver Digital. You know I love Devolver Digital games. I'm glad this is a good one. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. It's an ultimate blast. Man, oh man, I wanted to play that. I wanted to be here talking to you about it and going, yes, we will be playing it for sure. But alas, my PlayStation did not recognize me for me and would not allow me to download the game without putting in my card information. But as I told you pre-show, my card information was nowhere near me these last couple nights. So I still am Fall Guyless. I have not experienced the pleasure that is Fall Guy. You're going to be walking in with your default skin, looking like Howard. It's like, who's this? Looking guy? like a scrub, and you're not even want me on your team. I don't want. I don't want you with me. You're going to work. You're just going to be solo, and we can talk and chat. I was yeah, like, man, the, be, huh? the server thing. I, I clicked invite, and it's just not going. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, happen. dude. Oh, it's weird. Do you have like your HDCP or something going on there? I don't know. That's What's it. What's that yeah. even do? <laughs> Uh, so I've got to get that. I've got to get that downloaded because I want to play with you. We don't leave till Monday okay. for camping, so I'm home this weekend. So if we get a chance, we can do some uh, Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. So and on top of that, Overwatch is having its beach mode thing going on. So it's a double whammy of fun. Yeah, we, there's a lot of good things happening in this world right now. I got to get the Farah uh, life. Uh, yeah, oh, wasn't that life awesome? giver skin? Yeah. Was lifeguard yes. skin? <laughs> life giver. <laughs> Oh, man, yes. Those looked awesome, and I can't wait to try to get lucky and get one of those, too. Mm. So, anyways, that's that's for us. That's for not the show. For the show, I've got a game, a little game, that if you rewind time, you might have heard me talk about maybe once, maybe twice, maybe a thousand times. Uh-huh. I don't know. Could be any, any of those things. It's Horizon Zero Dawn, but it's the complete edition that's on Steam. Yes, folks, it has finally, after years... Been released as of now on Steam. You can go pick it up. And of course, being that it's on PC, you can up the graphics to the tip top, tippity top shape that they can possibly be in. You're going to play as Aloy inside this post apocalyptic world in which robot dinosaurs roam around. Why do they roam around? Well, that's something you're going to find out when you play as Aloy exploring this beautiful, lush world. They've all gone primitive, except it's like a primitive, not primitive. You go around with a bow and arrow, but it's like a cybernetic bow and arrow. And then you get these really cool, like, traps that are, like, old school traps, except they've got, like, really cool nanotech that shoot out flames, electricity, all sorts of lasers, things like that. So get that in your head right now. You got lush jungles, but like I said, robot dinosaurs roaming around, so little raptor-looking-like things, and you can hide in the bushes, take them out, sneak past them, whatever fits the bill, whatever you want to do. And what I love about, you know, I've talked about this a million times, I love the open world. I love that you can kind of go just off and do whatever you want. I've always loved that. But it's linear enough to where you're always focused. There's always the main track. You as Aloy, third person character, beautifully animated, awesome, awesome job with everything. The the music, the voices, all that good stuff. It's all there. You take a track, you do what you want to do, or you follow the story verbatim. The whole time you're getting skill trees, you're getting unlocks, you're getting all this stuff, the different weapons. Like I said, you get the bow, you'll get like this blaster, you get the, the little, uh, the different traps, like the, uh, the, the wire traps, you get the little claymore, like landmine traps, all sorts of stuff to choose from. So you can kind of build and do what you want or what you see fit. You get your fast bows, your slow bows, the big power stuff. And the enemies, which I've talked about at nauseum before, are really cool because they've all got like weak spots, weak points, weak, you know, habits, things they're going to do that if you watch them from the grass for a little bit, you can kind of pick up where they're, where you're going to be able to hit them at. Obviously, you'll have abilities that'll showcase what their weaknesses is, but you know, 
Either way, you can watch it and learn it yourself. And even then, sometimes it's not as obvious as you think it is. So it requires you to just get in there, fight the bad boy. Sometimes you get your hand burn a little bit, get a little beat up. Mm -hmm. But you'll come out on top. I think it's a wonderful game. Like I said, I've talked about it for years. I'm super happy that it's coming to the PC finally because this gives me hope that more games kind of will in the future come to PC yeah. since I don't, I'm not going to be able to own all the different platforms just coming one up. And then that'll give me the chance to play some of these titles that otherwise I would have never got a chance to play. So if you love that open world third person kind of character crap where you're in the freaking future, except it's all in the primitive stuff and then bad guys are like, Oh, you got to do things. Robots going all crazy. Hey, this might be something you might want to check out. Just saying. I definitely echo your recommendation, even though I haven't played nearly as much as you. But when I was playing this before Ghost came out, having a lot of fun with it. It does take a little bit to get used to, but once, you know, like you said, you're getting your fast bows, slow bows, you're pick it, picking out your different kind of traps, your stealth, however you want to approach the game. It's a great game. So if you don't own it already and you don't want to get it for your PS4, get it on the PC. It's great. It is great. Matt knows what he's talking about, folks. Get it on the PC. I mean, you can get it super cheap on the PlayStation, mind you. But if you really want those tip-top notch graphics, which I will say, that game is gorgeous. It's always been a milestone of graphics, something that people go, well, if you want to see how beautiful a game is on PS4, go check out Horizon. Mm -hmm. And that was even to this day, and that game came out years ago, folks. So imagine what it's going to look like. Come on. You know you want to see it. And that's what you want to see. But you know what you want to hear is me saying, this is my favorite part of the show, because I get to tell you guys about shift codes for Golden Keys and Borderlands, the pre-sequel and Borderlands 3. So hit up the Twitter, the Red Forms, the Instagram, hit up your preferred shift code provider and get yourself some free loot. And guess what? I actually got myself some free loot today. What? I went on, I was, I was sitting here looking up, what are the keys that I need to talk about on the show? And I found it and I went, hmm, that's the code right there. And then I went right click on the mouse and I went open a new window and I went how to enter shift codes and it popped up and it went here's shift gearbox and I logged in with my credentials and I went copy and I went paste and now I have golden keys in Borderlands the pre-sequel. Can you believe it? I can't believe oh it. Gosh. I can't. I'm saying it right now. I'm like, I didn't do that. Yes, I did. Damn it. I did it. Wow. So you can do it too. If Matt can do it, folks, there's no excuse. All right. Matt did it. That's the end. That means everybody has to do it from now on yep. or else uh, some kind of bad thing's going to happen to your family. Yeah, I don't, I don't make the rules here. I'm just saying what happens. This is what happens. So well, last warning, folks. You got to get over there and get them codes. And it's for the pre-sequel. I mean, psh, we all know that's one of the top-notch games right there. Absolutely, Woo. it is. And then we did get codes from Randy Pitchford for Borderlands 3 as well. Not sure if I mentioned that. Those have already expired by now. But hey, if, you, if you're listening to this in the past... Go check it out and enter those codes. Which is possible because anything's possible. On Earth 2, maybe we're in the past getting broadcast. You know what I'm saying? That's true. You know Who knows where these radio waves go? I don't. Where do they go, man? It's a mystery to us all. I know one place they go. It's over to Gearbox where they release patch notes every week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they brainwave them right into their little heads and then they're like, then they do patch notes and then we go, oh, what happened to those things, man? Whoa, patch notes. I don't even know. What does that mean? God bless. Well, I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean a whole lot this week, my friend. We got some minor fixes, and then we do got a bunch of weapon buffs, damage or effects going up on all those guns. Check out more of them in the patch notes. Uh, it's a lot of the good guns. 
they're doing all the cool stuff, stuff that chains together like chain effects, chain lightnings. It's now reaching to more stuff. Other things is just pure weapon damage up. Boom, boom, boom. So if you want a good list of that, go check out the patch notes. I know Eric's going to pick out a couple because he likes his guns and he wants to say, man, I can't wait to get back in there and rock out with that Cutsman. It's going to be even better now. I do, gosh dang it. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. The Cutsman just got buffed. And I'm excited because I got one just a while back here. I don't know. It was like a week ago or so I was on there and water drops beautifully, beautifully well done cutsman. And I went, well, howdy hoo. And I started to play with it and I was disappointed. It was not as good as my current top tier guns. And I went, well, ain't that a shame? I was playing with this sucker for quite a while back in the day. Well, now I can pop it back on and keep on playing with it. And then, of course, the fastball was another one I, I thoroughly oh, really? you know, was interested in. But, uh, and it just wasn't really doing what I wanted to do. Well, guess what? They've increased its damage. Now maybe it'll actually, you know, kill baddies and it'll be effective, which it really wasn't before. So looking forward to it. Those are the two that I care about. I guess I could mention the King's Queen's Call. Those are guns that I, I expected a lot of because, of course, where they drop from. But, uh, they were just disappointing to me. It really didn't do anything for me. And I was like, well, that's sad. I mean, he's a. These are the, you know, the big dog boss guns right here, and they're, meh, whatever. Maybe they're not now. Maybe they're all right. You did it, Eric. You set me up. Big dog boss guns? Well, grow in this week, because running from the 6th to the 13th, it's bonus boss loot extravaganza. When you're killing them bosses, they got a better chance to drop legendary. So when you're killing them big bosses, it's going to be like, ooh, legendary is raining down on my face. Ow, 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 orange guns. Ow, oh, God, ow. oh, God. And the best part is, while them legendaries are raining on your face, all sorts of new people are going to be raining down on Borderlands, because this weekend, folks, Borderlands 3 is free for consoles, Steam, Stadia, all of that. Of course, it's got different dates slightly. So consoles 8.6 to 8.9, Stadia 8.6 to 8.10, and Steam 8.6 to 8.12. It's a little bit different. Steam doesn't even weird. get a free weekend. Steam gets a full free week. That is unfair, I and I don't appreciate mm-hmm. it. As someone who bought Borderlands 3 on launch night, I don't have any dog in the fight, but I still don't like it. Well, guess what? You have a copy on Steam, so you can, in theory, take advantage of that. That's true. I could start a new character and start rolling through it again. See? Yeah. Exactly. You could do that. I don't have Stadia, but I got the consoles and Steam covered, so I get all that free time, except for I own it, and it doesn't matter, like you said. Uh You know what? If I didn't, (laughs) wow, golly gee, what's to stop me from getting on in here and checking Borderlands 3 out? In fact, folks, to be honest with you, if you played for a week straight hardcore, you could beat the whole game. Yeah, definitely. So Gearbox is giving you a chance basically to play and beat their game for free. That's actually a really good point. I didn't even think about that. It's insane. It's pretty cool. And and I got to say, is it is this like the first or is it the second free weekend that Borderlands 3 has had? Because I feel like it's the first, but maybe I missed one before. No, I, I could have swore they've done one before. I, I You can't quote me on that, but I feel in my bones like we've talked about one other free event. As soon as I thought in my head, hey, it's the perfect time for them to do their first free weekend, I went... Has there been another one? So whether it has or not, it's a great time to get in, especially with the bonus boss loot event going on right now. If you get in and you're getting legendaries rained on your face and you got like a big umbrella that you can keep them from like smacking you in the face with, you'd be like, wow, this game's great. Pa-ching, 20 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever you get it on your Steam sale. That's just going to hook more people in. That's good. Obviously, for those who've been playing all the weapon buffs and such, Apparently, we've been cut and called for. You know, I've seen a lot of the streamers, etc., going, Hey, I'm looking forward to the uh, patch notes. Hope they did some stuff with some weapons, etc. 
Here they are. There you go. Now there's some more options for folks. Hopefully uh, it fixes some of the guns that people had issues with, and we're all happy and rocking and rolling. And in the very last bit of Gearbox news, it's something neither of us can talk about. Maybe we'll talk about it next week or since Eric's on vacation the week after that. But right before we got on the show here to record this, Godfall tweeted out and said, Hey guys, we just showed off like nine minutes of gameplay on the PlayStation State of Play today. Did you know? And both Eric and I went, hey, we didn't know. So we'll be checking that out, but if you want to check that out, hit up Play Godfall on Twitter. They got a link to the video. It's a nice little video with Keith Lee talking about two different weapons, the longsword and the dual blades. All kinds of cool stuff in there. If you need a little bit more Godfall after us talking it up like crazy, you know, the past couple weeks, definitely check that out. And uh, we'll talk about it more once there's more to talk about. Indeed we will. And we got nothing else to talk about except for this little game called Persona 5, folks. All right? Yeah. Because you know what? Nothing happened in the Gearbox world currently. We talked about Godfall all last week. Mm-hmm. We got it out of the system for now. Obviously, they got a little more out there. Maybe, and like Matt said, we'll cover it then. But for now, that was it. And here we are. We got to freaking keep on trucking with the Persona 5 cast and get this show on the road. All right? I knew this was going to happen, but as soon as we start talking about Persona 5, my face lit up like a little Christmas tree. I'm so happy because I love this game so much. And because we get to start off with the best part of the game, right where we left off last time, you beat Cyanijima's Palace. You went through the casino. Now it's time for the big plot to unfurl. What have the Phantom Thieves been doing in all these scenes where they're fast forward in time and you don't get to understand what's going on? It's the big twist where you find out that a catchy spoiler alert, is a big bad villain. He's the guy who killed Haru's father. He's out to get you now. He's coming for you in that cell. He shoots Joker in the face. He's dead. That's it. Game over. And it is actually game over if you get the bad ending. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't sell out your friends, you get to uncover the big twist where you all got together. You made a little pocket in the metaverse to stage the interrogation and the execution. Akechi shoots a, a metaverse version of Joker and you get to find out that he's evil, and it's just, it's, I can't express enough how good this twist is, and how I I love, like, the pre-planning and, like, the heist payoff of it, even though you don't see it all in action, because the next few days, you get to, oh, man, think back to when you and your friends did this, and you see it all laid out. It's beautiful. It's perfect. As I mentioned earlier in the last Persona cast, and when Futaba hands him the the uh, the card to get rid of and then the the phone and she has him like, steals his phone and goes messing with it and the thing all those little things mm-hmm. just added up to this and they're like boom phase look at what happened here you remember this boom you remember that boom remember that and then of course that swap out at the very end where she had to give uh, Sai the phone you know and oh, yeah so good all of it, so dang good and then of course Sai had to get in the catchy you know and bam 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 and bringing it all on board getting everybody up to speed on the same team was that beautiful moment because before this you know everybody's hating on the uh, Phantom Thieves mm-hmm. you know they're they're bad this person's bad who can we trust you knew catchy was a little fishy something was off this was where it all went all right we're back together we're a team again you know we're a solid team we know who the bad guy is we're gonna take him down Akechi's the bad guy now but even with that being said you still know you got to go get shido and of course everyone's like okay catchy's bad but shido's the mastermind here we've got to put an end to this so it's like boom bad guy bad guy You're just like all in right now. We don't care about the ratings anymore. We're just, we got to actually stop some real shit from going down. That's what's awesome too is Shido is so big and bad. And then also we have no idea how to get to Akechi because if he finds out that we're still doing stuff, he's going to come kill all of us. Uh So we have to go and cut the head off the snake at the top 
and then maybe we'll figure out what to do with the Kenshi later at some point, I don't know, which makes it even better when he shows up in Shido's palace. But the palace itself, got to talk about it first. I have loved this palace in the original game. I love the the going up and down and finding the, the different heads of the different areas and all that stuff. The different involvements that your party members have with them but then they all screw it up at the end and you have to fight anyway. Yes. There's something fun about this palace because everybody gets their little moment to shine. Like Futaba's section when you're in there with a the hacker dude, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that part. And see, I love the uh, the lecher, you know, at the beach. Mm-hmm. Or I shouldn't say beach, at the pool. Yeah. And then Ryuji's like, oh, I got this cool idea. And he gets all the girls dressed up in bikinis and uh-huh. lures the guy out with that. And I loved it because, of course, you knew it was coming. It was, you know, it was just written in the cards. And even even in the game, they play it off. The girls are like, oh, no. And, you know, they knew what was going to happen to them. But they, they played along and they went with it because, of course, getting the mission done was what had to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were really cool. They did, you know, there was the news guy, the the politician. Oh, and, of course, Makoto's moment sitting there at the, the, bar, you know, at the, uh, the, fancy, the fancy restaurant, restaurant with, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Ryuji. And you're like, oh, you knew that was going to garbage really fast. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I enjoy this one, too. I enjoyed the setup of it. And, of course, this whole time, if you don't know, you're on a ship because Shido views the world as his ship, and he's got to steer it to greatness. That's the whole kind of gimmick of this. So you're cruising through a flooded uh, Tokyo, flooded Japan, whatever you want to call it, and you're on board a ship, and, of course, all the people on board are the important people that Shido deems necessary or needed so he can pursue his dream. So obviously there are a bunch of rotten, bad people up there doing their thing, and you're going through the ship trying to get to Shido where he's at. And there's one thing in this this dungeon that they change up big time that I, I thought was fun, but I've seen a lot of people say they don't like it, was when in this shit, in this particular dungeon, you turn into a mouse yeah, yeah. in a lot of sections, and you're defenseless when you're a mouse. You're tiny and you're defenseless. you got to go run around, get into the little holes that you wouldn't otherwise be able to get to being normal size you, then come back to normal self, and then trigger the thing that turns the mouse thing off, and of course open doors that you can now travel through and traverse through as the big you to get further and further into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. A lot of people hated turning into the mouse and i thought it was particularly fun just because you had to scoot around and do a little clever like hidey poo waiting for the bad guys to go around their rotations and then quickly dart around i don't know i know it's just a gimmick and it just kind of was like it's meant there just to slow you down a little bit but i felt like it was fun and worthwhile i don't know what about you yeah, I love the mouse for two reasons. One, because it's something new and you have to actually, you know, especially in this playthrough when I was so OP and nothing could even touch me. Now you have to sneak. You have to be a phantom thief and sneak and snook all around and find different ways out and through. Well, okay, I like it for three reasons. And two, because as you change your party members around, the the way the mask sits on the mouse head is all different. It's so like, you know, one will have it like off to the side, one will have it way back. You know, just, just the way it changes, the way that people look is fun. And then for three, I liked, I didn't remember the cheeses being in there in the in the original game. Maybe I just totally forgot about it. I think they were. Okay. But I'm not 100% certain. I feel like they were, but I, I can't really remember. What I loved about it is you, I would go clear out, you know, all the all the enemies on that floor as big me. And then I'd be like, hmm, but if I turn that statue on and go back to the cheese, then I'll get full HP and SP. So I backtracked so many times doing that. I'm just like, well, I got to, and plus the completionist in me, I got to go pick up every single thing in every single one of these areas, but I didn't get that cheese over there. And I, I used one spell, so I'm missing four SP. Time to be a mouse again. Do, 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 cheese time. 
don't know. It's just, it's just a fun, different little gameplay loop. And I appreciated that. It, it does go on kind of a, a bit long, so I can see why people don't like it, but it's something new and fun to do in this palace other than just running around fighting stuff, which you do in every other palace. And on top of that, on the cheese note, I love the first cheese you come across because they showcase what it's all about and they yeah. cram you all in and you all go like crazy for the cheese mm-hmm. and run in and then the trap comes down and then you're all stuffed and on top of each other and you're just like, oh my God, why is this okay that we're all piled on each other? This is weird, but we're mice. It doesn't matter. And then boop, may pop out. And then of course it's like, hey, cheese is good, but avoid the trap. You uh-huh. know? And you're like, da-da, a fun little thing to go with showing you what the cheese actually does. I appreciated it. I thought it was cute, fun, cool. I liked it. Now, what I didn't like about the mouse part was, and this is drawn into the something else we typically talk about, the wheel seeds. Mm-hmm. I found the first one, no problem. Yep. I found the third one, no problem. Uh-oh. Now, here's the problem, is that I found the third one, no problem. I went, wait a minute, that's not the right color. That's the wrong color, that's the yeah. the third wheel seed. <laughs> so, I went back, and I'm searching, I'm searching. I, turn, I go to the mouse area, and I'm searching, I'm searching. I could not find the second will seed to save my life. Oh, man. It took me forever, forever, at least an hour or so, at least, to find that stupid second will seed. I don't know what happened. I don't know where I got misled at or how I messed up, but you got to turn into a mouse at some point, then you got to work around a corner you want to naturally go around, and then once you do, you come up and then back down, and then it goes, hey, look, this pathway you can't get to except for as a mouse. You go down there, and all of a sudden, you'll get the usual pop of a wheel seed, and Mm -hmm. away you go. But if you didn't go around this one corridor, and you just went anywhere else in the area you're supposed to go, you'll you'll never get it. You'll never get it. And you even got to go down the corridor as a mouse and then into the hole, too, before it goes, hey, there's a wheel seed here. So, ah, that second one just sucked for me. It was a bummer. It kind of, that was the only part that threw me out of that dungeon because I started to just get aggravated because I'm like, come on, I want to get get going. This is, this is taking too long now. I had fun. This was it. I'm supposed to be done. Now, see, I totally thought I was going to miss the second wheel seed because there's that one area where you come out and it's like, you know, one of the big open rooms and there's like the couple uh, grappling hook points up to the top. Mm-hmm. That's where I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, when you're on the balconies, you can look over and there's another one over there and then like another one that looks like it's linked to it. And I could, I, I spent like five minutes trying to get to those because I thought that's where it was. But I think for me, it was just me exploring everything as a mouse and having to find every single nook and cranny. I didn't have any problem finding the second one once I hit that part. But yeah, I could see if you're, you know, if you're just trying to get through it or if you're, you know, you're exploring a little bit, but not every single nook and cranny. Yeah, I get you. Mm -hmm. But what I did appreciate was that third wheel seed. It was off in a corner, which, I mean, obviously you and I are going to find it. We're going to go everywhere. Oh, there's a jump prompt. I'm going to jump up here and go up and do that thing. Mm -hmm. But it's in a corner where you don't need to go. It's next to that elevator that doesn't work. Like if you go to those doors there, they go, hmm, I guess this is for no reason. So, and then it's just around the corner from that. But if you just run up there and run straight to those and then run right out, I can see people missing that. So I kind of appreciated that, you know, you have to do the extra jumps and go all the way up to this area that's used for absolutely nothing else. There's no other reason to be there, which again, you know, with the, with the slow buildup of the will seeds, this one's got a little bit of a puzzle. This one's a little bit hidden. This one... There's no reason to go up there except for that. I appreciated that. On that topic, that little area in particular, this is the only reason why this dungeon really is cool to me. It's because it has 
not only the mouse sections where you turn the mouse and have a, a good time, or if you like that area, it's got your typical sessions with you running around your characters, avoiding bad guys, or if you're us, just smashing them in the face and killing them immediately. But then it's also got those cool, nice little side camera view spots. Yeah. And that one spot's in particular where it's like it, it pans out to the side of the ship and you're no longer just like controlling all over. You're just kind of side scrolling mm-hmm. around for a little bit. And I just liked how the camera kind of changed and how the dynamics of how you're moving and traversing and doing stuff changed several times in this dungeon. I appreciated that. It was kind of a good change up, kept things fresh for me. It's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, 100% agree with that. I like that anytime. That they did that because you get little hints of that in some of the earlier dungeons, like uh, Kamashita's Palace. I think when you're running around the outside, when you can grappling hook all the way up that side of the building, uh-huh. you get a little bit of 2D platforming, such as it is. So it's nice to see it come back here. Nice to see some variety in there because you're so used to doing palaces at this point. So anytime they can throw a monkey wrench in with you know the key cards and all that other stuff, I appreciate that. And then the biggest monkey wrench of all, you're used to just. You run through your palace, you encounter the shadow, you give him the calling card and you fight the boss. Uh, nope. Here you got, well, you got bosses all over because all the Shido's handpicked people are little mini bosses. And then mm-hmm. you basically have a, what is it, like a two to almost like two and a half it's, to three it's boss like a, rush. Oh, it's like a 2.5 to three boss rush at the very end there because we get up to the point where you've done all the things. You've got to get rid of this one dude. His name's the cleaner. Mm-hmm. He's like a Yakuza boss, dude. You know, I love the guy. You know, I love him. <laughs> he took his shirt off. He was like, make me up a tattoo. And I was like, this is it. Shirtless <laughs> fist fight. Hell yeah. He does all of it. He does all of it. That stuff, and of course, you encounter him throughout, and he keeps throwing baddies, henchies at you, yeah. and taking off. Well, this time you have to actually fight him. And he's like, All right, and as Matt said, he's like, Oh, I want you to do a tattoo of me if you're such a famous artist, you know. And of course, you're like, Nah, bro, it's not gonna happen. I ain't drawing a tattoo. You're a freaking you're a crazy person. So you're like, Well, we'll fight then. Yippee, scoo. And you're like, All right, typical. Here we go, a little section fight. Mm-hmm. You, you fight him, and he's not the easiest of them either. This guy's, you know, he's he's pretty tough. I mean, he wasn't tough for me, but for your normal player, he's going to be tough. Yeah. So you beat him. Surprise, folks. You think that's over? You start walking, and all of a sudden, uh-uh. Here we go into a whole other cutscene. The catchy comes swooping down. Mm-hmm. Here he is. Uh-oh. The guy we were hoping to avoid because we didn't know if we were going to be able to take him, and we had to focus on Shido. Mm-hmm. He's here, and he's ready to do some do some damage. He talks trash, you know, he's, he does his typical spiel. It's really fun. It's interactive. You go back and forth. Ultimately, a fight. And it's a full-on boss battle. Oh, yeah. And not only just like your regular boss battle, it's multiple phases. You know, so it ain't just like, <laughs> oh, hey, hey, har, har, you hurt me, and then I'm going to fly away and we'll we'll deal again later. No, this is not, we're dealing with this now. Yeah. What would you think of this one? I love this this whole encounter, this this whole two and a half to three boss fight rush. Because not only because it gives you no opportunity to save, no no clue that it's coming, you know, you beat the cleaner and like, all right, we need to go here. You see, you've seen the door already where you need to run to. You just start running then, whoo, like you said, giant cutscenes, big boss fights. I mean, it's a change of pace there. It's a monkey wrench. Boom. It's different from how you've been doing things so far, but it reminds me of my halcyon days of playing it in the first Persona 5 when I was working midnights. And I started this boss rush at like 1030 and I beat the first boss. I'm like, it's time to go and save. And I ran and then the cutscenes, and then the two boss fights. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh my God. And I texted, I think I might be late for work tonight because I'm not going <laughs> to just leave my PS4 on the whole time. But this is, again, this is one of my favorite parts of the game. 
seeing Akechi actually come out and just be his actual, just full on evil, crazy, bloodthirsty self. You know, he, he makes the shadows that he's with go crazy and go super powered. Again, none of this was a challenge for me because I was so OP at this point, but it's just such a great story moment. And then the aftermath and the way it works in your, uh, your social link with Akechi in the Royal version. So good. What do you think about it? I'm in agreement. When Loki comes out and Akechi just goes full on crazy, that was just beautiful. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted Akechi to be all the time. Just us. Just that crazy persona, but smart as all hell. You know, we've seen it in comic books over and over. It's a, it's a tried and true kind of villain. Mm-hmm. And you know why it's tried and true? Because it's amazing and it's great. And that's what I wanted Akechi to be. But of course, unfortunately, we had to get him trying to play goody goody two shoes for a long time, trying to get it on our good side. So getting to finally see him just be like, no, nah, I want to just bathe in your blood. I can't wait, you guys. Oh, you're so stupid. You've annoyed me this whole time. And you're like, yeah, all right, Akechi. I wish I could let you do that, but I, I totally got to murder you. It's fine, though. I mean, the fact from going from what you first saw him as with this, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the, the teenager detective who 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 to him just like <laughs> it's it's so good just hearing that voice actor just go totally nuts with it oh it's just it's just a beautiful just oh, chef's kiss mm-hmm. it really was and it was a good boss fight like i said and like you said we were both really op mm-hmm. so smoke through them but the cutscene after of the dynamic between him and his uh his real him and then the fake him uh-huh. that shido sees him as Oh man, I didn't, you know, the first one, I didn't see that coming. That was super cool. I was like, oh, that's so freaking cool. Then they go duke it out head to head and the real Akechi, the crazy one who does, is trying to kill you, finally goes, hey, you know what? You beat me. Maybe in our world we could have actually been friends or at least acquaintances. Y'all go do what you got to do and take revenge for me. So, of course, he, you know, slams the door down. You hear a gunshot. And that's all you ever hear. And then, and then a Futaba goes, hey, his lifeline, his uh, his little meter thing's gone. He's not here anymore. And then you're like, okay, Ketchy's dead. It's over. And it's that perfect tried and true storyline. You beat the big bad. He kind of he kind of realizes that you're superior to him. And then whatever it is, he's protecting the actual heroes from. His last sacrifice is to shut himself in with the thing, whether it's something that's going to blow up, some kind of big demon thing, whatever. He sacrifices himself for the team because they're the ones who are in the right. They're going to go on and fight for great justice and all that stuff. It's tried and true, but it works. Even this time when I was like... Nah, screw Akechi. We hate him. There were those moments. And the moment of, like I talked about with the social link, if you progress with him, he starts an actual real rivalry with Joker in the real mm. world. He throws his glove at you, like, you know, as, a, as an old dueling sign. Like, we're, we're going to throw down again one of these days. And so you get that moment of just holding on to the glove on the other side of the door, and you're like, no, nah, dude, we still got to finish this. And that carries on into the true ending, obviously. And, you know, his Mm -hmm. further social link, but it's just a great moment that's thrown in there. And it works. It works so perfectly because that's, again, that's a tried and true moment. But that's what happens when you have the two rivals and one sacrifices himself. You're like, no, our fight's not finished. And the boot. Besides just doing the right thing, he does it because you find out that, of course, Shido is Akechi's father. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, even though he lost by letting the Phantom Thieves go and succeed, they're on their way to go knock Shido out anyway, so it was a win-win. He's doing the right thing because he did lose to the more powerful, his rival, etc. 
And on top of it, they're going to continue on his mission anyway, which was revenge against his crap hole dad. So there you go. And, and it all worked out, and it all came to pass. And on you went to go beat up the third big dog, Shido. And speaking of his crap hole dad, boom, there's the next boss. I was going to say, what do you think about this boss fight, Eric? But I know what your answer is going to be because it's the same as mine. I didn't have no problem when I just wasted him. Unfortunately, he got smoked. He got smoked so bad. <laughs> I was cracking up because I remember in the original Persona 5, I was stressed. I was, mm. I was, I was sweating because he goes through like several phases. In his first phase, he's got, he's on a big old lion that's made of humans. Then he turns into like this tomb made of humans. And then after you beat him in that, he turns into the, a regular Shido human, but he's got like these cool spring bungee things with steel thread and he's all like ripped and looks mm-hmm. all like, I don't know. He's, he's weird looking, but it's, it's pretty cool. You fight him and you're thinking, okay, this is where it ends, right? This is, you know, his, his, he's down to his person. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Then all of a sudden he does a Dragon Ball Z move. He kamikaze on. He supersizes, turns all red. And this, I was already, you know, getting hurting pretty bad in the original Persona 5 at this uh-huh. point. I had to, I had to actually bust out, you know, potions I never used yep. and things like yep. that to, to save my life and get through it. This time, none of that happened. This time I just basically just ripped him apart. He, I thought he was just a complete joke. I appreciated the boss fight though for what it was because yeah. it just brought back all the memories of my original go at him and being stressed out and having to use potions and, and SP recovery items, et cetera, et cetera. Cause in that last phase when he's red, he starts hitting you. I think it's like three hits per turn. Mm-hmm. So he's just wailing on you. And if you're not OP like we are, you're getting smoked and you're having to use two characters at the least to do recovery and, uh, and defensive items, things like that. And then you're only getting like one to two characters hitting at any given time. So it just, it's just down to like this attrition, you know, going back and forth over and over and over and over, hoping you make the long haul. Didn't happen this time, but I want to tell you folks out there that aren't going to be crazy like me and Matt are. (laughs) That's what you can expect. A really good fight. But for this time around, uh, uh, I 100% agree. I loved the boss fight in the original game. I loved all the different forms. This felt like a final boss. Like, this was how it is properly done. You you whittle him down from all this stuff, then he still busts out with this big, giant manifestation of power. And in this one, I don't think it was this way in Persona 5 original. In this one, when he busts out, he blows away everybody except Joker. So you get a full-on, mm-hmm. one-on-one boss fight, which was perfect. Because I still ruffle stomped him. Me and Shikiyoji just shrugged off every single thing he had and just went bam, 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 punch him in the face. So it was, it was cathartic, even though it wasn't as fun because I was so OP by this point. But it just it felt good to end the story where he he thinks he's this big bad, and I just come in, you know, with my little axe and I just chop him down. Pow, 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 pow. You're nothing. Kneel before the phantom thieves, sucker. And that's I was actually relieved, Joe, when that happened because I'm like, oh, I don't got to worry about because I'm invincible. Yeah. The only thing I ever got to do is try to keep my party members alive. Uh huh. I can't die. <laughs> I I cannot die. So as soon as he did, I'm like, oh well. That's that's on you, boss. Uh-huh. You done messed up now. I ain't got nobody I gotta worry about. <laughs> so I just yeah. bom, 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 bom. deflect, deflect, reflect, 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 reflect. It's fine, guy. You really tried. <laughs> I, I I'll clap my hands for you. <laughs> 
What I really like in this one is he's got the calling card, so he has all his flunkies all around him. And then as he notices that he's starting to go, like he gets the the little potion, like the the temporary death potion, and takes it to try and ward off the change of heart that's coming. So you get that really awesome, like the ship's collapsing, it's sinking. You get that really cool moment of Ryuji trying to make that big run to get to the boat to rescue you guys. The boat comes over. Ryuji's not there. I mean, obviously he comes back like as soon as you get in the real world. It's a, it's an Indiana Jones going off the cliff in uh, mm. the Last Crusade where he just comes and looks over your shoulder and is like, "Hey guys, what's what's the big deal?" But it's a great moment. What's going on? Why are we all standing here? <laughs> now, <laughs> now there's two things in that. First, I want to mention that's another reason I appreciate this dungeon was because Shido's in on it. Yeah, he knows yeah. what you guys are up to. And like you said, right when he feels things are going south, he takes that potion. He's like, no, I'm going to murder these fools. I'm getting out. You say, you say I can survive this? And the doctor's like, well, it's experimental stuff, dude. You know, maybe you shouldn't. I don't know. Uh-huh. And he downs it. And, of course, he collapses the whole thing. And then you get that moment. And I love that because in the, the, my first time through, I was like, you know what? This would be the spot where you lose a character. Mm-hmm. This would be where the one character does make that sacrifice. You lose them. And you have that big bonding moment and then finish the game for, you know, Ryuji. You finish, you do it. And then that whole turnaround where it was like, nah, we're kidding. Ryuji's right there. And then they all beat the hell out of him instead of hug him. And, you know, typical fashion, Ryuji never gets anything good for him. Uh-huh. So poor Ryuji. Poor Ryuji. Sacrifices and everything still gets slapped in the face and kicked. <laughs> poor guy. Can't win. Yeah, poor guy. But then this, this, as it goes on, this is kind of one of another one of my favorite moments in the game because it reflects real society so well. You've made Shido have his change of heart. He's confessed. He's like, oh my God, I did all these horrible things. All his cronies like lock him up in the insane asylum. And then everybody who's been watching all this stuff happen on TV, they just go, eh, that's eh, fine. Well, we're still going to vote for him. Eh, whatever. It's just like the real world. Horrible things can happen. And then five minutes later, it was just like, uh, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then not only that, the, the government side of things, they started to cover it up. So they were like, no, he's just taking a leave of absence, you guys. I know he said these things, but it's the stress of, you know, running for, you know, this and doing it. Don't you worry. And then they show you flowers and puppets and fine things. And like you said, the masses just go, well, that was weird. Uh, he'll be okay. It'll be all right. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. Yeah, we, we love you, Shido. Don't worry. And, of course, the fan of these at this point are like, uh, what the hell just happened? It didn't work. It didn't go the way it was supposed to. This didn't fix anything. And, of course, their popularity now is just plummeted, rock bottom. Nobody gives a poop about them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't accomplish what they needed to because Shido's still getting voted for. The people still want them. And it's like, it's a weird moment where you're like, oh, well. Like, unlike every other dungeon... Everything went according to plan except for the death and the one, but then they knew it wasn't them. You know what right, I mean? Right. This time they just actually failed. Yeah. Oh, we did it. And he even confessed and nobody cared. Mm-hmm. And it got covered up afterwards. So it was a lose-lose. And I love that moment because it's just like, wow, this is real life. Not everything just always goes according to plan and everything falls into place and everybody gets what they're supposed to get. And then it's like, yep, that's that's probably what would happen if I tried to be a hero. <laughs> it is like real life, but unlike real life... In here, I don't know how much further we want to go because now we're running, running long on time again. We're gonna drag. We gotta drag it, Matt, because <laughs> we're gonna have to stop it again because I gotta spend a little time with the family here. <laughs> so, unlike real life, there is something else going on behind the scenes that the Phantom Themes have to get into, and we'll have to get into that on the next Persona Cast. So keep your ears out for that one. 
And I think that's pretty much it for this episode. So if you guys got any questions for us, any comments, any concerns, if you want to tell us what you think would really happen in real life, if you were to try and be a hero like Eric did, send that to us via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook at thirdshift. Or you can head on over to that beautiful little old Patreon. We treat it like a little tip jar. You like what you hear, like what we're doing. You love the fact that we do these little persona casts in between <laughs> regular shows of Third Shift. Hey, consider throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, four bucks, five bucks our way. We'd appreciate it. Any kind of bucks helps us keep the show alive, pay the bills, all the things. You guys know this stuff costs a little bit of dough every once in a while. So we appreciate it immensely. However, hey, you don't got money. You know what? Life is life. You got to pay bills, do your stuff. I get that. We get that. You can support us in a billion other ways amongst them. You can give us the five-star ratings on iTunes. Gets us up in the metrics. You all know the rigmarole on that. You can go over to Twitch. You can follow us there. Subscribe if you got the uh, Amazon Prime. That's free. Five bucks for us. As, as we're up there streaming, doing stuff. Hey, mailbag questions? What do you want us to talk about? Criticisms? compliments mostly compliments mm-hmm. you know i love all that stuff we love the feedback we love the interaction any kind of that would be great and what else we love is doing this podcast for you because the next one's going to drop on the 14th of august and you can find that episode on itunes on stitcher on podbean on spotify and on youtube as i always say if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out please give us a like a rating review a comment a subscription any kind of good thing on any of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it Indeed we do, and we appreciate that five-star review, as I already mentioned to you before, because the metrics are so important, and maybe we'll get seen by bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and more people, folks, than something. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget to say... Sit down.